0: This is part two of our series on race in America. Anna kicks off the discussion by talking about white fragility. And we
1: continue the discussion on white evangelical the white evangelical church and racism, how to be an ally, and books that could help educate all of us. So stick around.
2: I I mean you and I have talked about this a lot, but also wanting you to touch on just like white sincerity. Um Mm -hmm. and how that can play a role in scapegoating um, either their good intentions or people
0: of color. Let's frame that into the evangelical church. So Mm -hmm. I think we are all um, professing Christians here and I think that's something that we are all we are struggling to deal with like you heard earlier. We've all grown up in predominantly white spaces, and except Anna for Ash, except for Ash. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's one yeah. of the reasons we did this podcast too. Is we a lot of p- people are reaching out saying like what What do we need to do now? And even like what? And we're sitting here listening to the responses of a church. So yeah, because it's 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 kind. It's a little difficult to
1: navigate this. Mm-hmm. Space as a Christian mm-hmm. and as a black person mm-hmm. because there's a lot of we're called to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We're, but mm. there's a lot of anger and a lot of resentment right. rooted in that.
3: But Edith, that. if you would just calm down, it would make us easier to hear you. <laughs>
1: She's got four hundred years <laughs> in there. So Don't Oh my gosh. So you would know, we'll just be less angry, it would make it easier. I am just curious. Yes,
3: thank yeah. you.
4: Just please make it a little easier. I <laughs> actually probably could be a little less yeah. angry. And <laughs> i just
2: I'm I'm just yeah, I would really love to hear kind of your perspective of, of navigating it because as a christian who is black which i do think it's important to make the distinction of mm-hmm. like my ethnicity and culture and race it's like is it serves the god that i believe in but that it just doesn't dismiss that he made me the color that i am and so i would mm-hmm. love to hear about just like how sincerity has played a role in white evangelicalism as well as mm-hmm. um, what it means f- for white christians to be allies to have those conversations mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are places that you will be heard a lot a lot better which mm-hmm. we've been talking about the fact that you're a woman in church spaces and you also oh. work in a church mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a whole other
1: thing but, <laughs> but, but just like if, if you day. don't mind
2: yeah. just like just sharing a little bit about that and and then also talking about like you what know. resources like like what are the practical things for, for white evangelicals who like want to do something but have not educated themselves mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it's my responsibility.
1: Before we even get into yes. the actions, because I feel like the actions deserve a whole
2: That's separate, and, but I would just like to sort of talk about some But well, I feel
1: like we need an explanation to talk about okay, so what is this rooted from? Where is the disconnect? And then Yeah but
3: from first, there yeah. build into the White actions.
2: Sincerity. Tell me yes. about some white sincerity. <laughs>
3: right. White <laughs> Um or pearl clutching. That, I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the right use of that word term. I don't know. Um so that became primarily highlighted for me in my um struggle with anxiety as um a woman in the evangelical church. Um I was a part of a very reformed congregation. Um and in the congregation, or even among the leadership, were able to do was to point me to some intellectual truth about God, um, as if it would immediately impact my behavior um, by changing my thinking. And so, I got funneled into um, a biblical counseling system, which basically acknowledges any kind of behavioral issue as a sin problem that can be corrected by thinking correctly about God's word and so pretty much I think woven into the way that we would think about any kind of behavior change or approach to any kind of systemic problem well first of all systemic problems are an issue I think for most white evangelicals because there is such a emphasis on the individual sin and so it's it's a really hard kind of mental jump for most white evangelicals to think about like no sin is actually an even greater issue than you would even really imagine because it is like actually interwoven into our bodies into our streets into our schools into our government it's everywhere um so any kind of approach to any kind of um behavioral change would be like i just apply this true fact of knowledge um and so i think the byproduct of that is christians approaching an issue like racism with their very sincere i'm sorry Mm. while feeling really really stuck and knowing what to do because we have such an issue embodying something that we profess to be true because that's all that's ever been, um, communicated to us as being a value. And, um, yeah, we don't have, a, we don't have, I don't think we have a context for any kind of corporate confession, mm-hmm. um, any kind of system of sin, um, any kind of an embodiment of our own experiences, like an emotional experience, the way that my body and like, my, the way that my body ins- absorbs any kind of trauma that I might experience. Uh, we just are obsessed with this mind-body dualism. And so I think people just get stuck. Hmm. Because if they feel this sincere, I'm sorry, that should be enough, right? And so they don't understand why people are still angry and they don't understand why people keep protesting. Hmm. Um and another thing I think that's really important is that um, I think the white evangelical community has a really hard time dealing with shame um, Ooh, for me? behavior mm-hmm. and for making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a function of whiteness is mm-hmm. like, you know, to where the other day you and I had a conversation where I felt like I had said something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um about blackness. And there was this deep shame Mm -hmm. inside of me where I was like, I I messed up. I can't be an ally anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the deep struggle with shame. And then I think another aspect of it is an incredibly low tolerance for distress. Mm -hmm. So I think in general, white evangelicals are not able to sit with discomfort, to sit with lament, to sit Mm. with distress and anger very well.
2: Mm.
3: Because we immediately have to arrive at the spiritual intellectual truth that we must assent to in order to change our behavior. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And so I think that's why you see a lot of expressions on social media, like this is how I feel, which ends up being an incredible burden to the black community because that doesn't really do anything
1: and it also we we're talking about that earlier today at, at times then it's that that burden of this is how i feel then gets pushed back on the black community where we have exactly. to carry our burden and then carry your burden of shame to make you feel 100 percent in that space
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it's, yes 100 percent.
2: and it's disproportionate and it, i don't think it speaks to the fact the reality that again as christians yes we should bear one one another's burdens but it also doesn't mitigate that the consequences of my actions are still things that I have to repair and it is Uh a gift to have like it is a gift and it is an act of like mercy to have your your burdens carried not only by yourself because Uh Jesus Christ is our ultimate reconciler. But that doesn't mitigate Mm -hmm. that I would have to confess my sins. You know? Right. And so I think that is is really important when when I I personally have experienced white Christians be like, well it's you know, it is a sin issue, it's it's not a race issue, it's a sin issue, it's a heart issue, and and I find that a little hard to stomach because like this Mm -hmm. sin issue has become systemic.
3: And it's,
2: and, it's, it's prevalent. and and it's prevalent and so sure it's a sin, but can we not call the sin out by its name? Are we not supposed to? Right. Um, right. But you, I don't know if you have any thoughts to that. Anna. Um, I. Th- Anna, go
1: ahead. Go okay, ahead, yeah. I was gonna say that. The I it paints a picture in my head that I can understand. I don't agree with, but I can understand because. Within Southern Christianity, evangelical um, Christianity, we're taught that you confess your sins and you're forgiven, which is very true. But mm-hmm. we forget it about that. We forget that repentance is an action,
4: mm-hmm. a consistent mm-hmm.
1: action. Yes, a consistent action. So shame and guilt <laughs> <Yes>. and pride. <laughs> that that's the first that's the first part of it that's the that's what leads you to repentance but at times we yeah. just lead ourselves to the confession and then because god's grace is sufficient therefore we're done we never f- to, s- to repentance do, is like it's an action it's not something you just did cause it, in order to repent you have to like turn, turn away yeah.
2: repent literally means to, to turn, turn away. away you make a 180
1: so I think that's where that's and, where the disconnect is, is that a lot of evangelical Christians are comfortable with being um Which is just saying that
2: racism is bad without doing anything yes, about it.
1: They're, they're not comfortable right, exactly. with the repentance act the re- repentance aspect because it, it requires too much of going back to their discomfort. It requires too much of them dealing with their discomfort and putting that discomfort into an action based solution.
3: Right.
4: Exactly. So, so Anna, I can't tell you how many Oh, good. Oh, I was going to say, Anna, you had, the ha- you had the fortunes of having a conversation with me and Togor also had a conversation with me um, about a friend or someone who I thought was a friend who he and I recently went through this whole conversation. And, and, and for the context of this conversation, he's a Catholic um, and, and his whole repentance for his for the sin of his racism was just to say, I'm sorry. And that was, right. that was the best that he had to offer it was mm-hmm. and i'm sorry um right and, right
3: so do you see how i cut you off
4: oh no you actually <laughs> didn't go ahead
3: um like that's that's enough for that friend because it's a sincere and expression of mm. what their intent is mm-hmm. what i was gonna say To what you guys were saying earlier i think yeah i was thinking about how many times i have been angry and i've been told by another christian that i need to just choose to forgive and to place it on christ as if it were over Hmm. and there's there's a disconnect from like this choice to forgive and forget and then the reconciliation work that still lingers Hmm. because the anger doesn't go away like Mm -hmm. you still feel it in your body Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's hard yeah especially considering like what I was saying earlier how we as white people tend to forget the interconnectedness of communities within the context of history Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yes and I think that leads to like the next point like okay we know it's a sin issue like now we're asking for I guess practical, what are the practical ways that, like, white people c- can support the fight to, mm-hmm. to for equality um, from your mm-hmm. view? And then also everyone else here share, uh, you know, what would you like to say to someone who is, you know, mm-hmm. who wants to be an ally? Like, what can you do? Like, we know it's a sin issue, so how does that, how do we rectify right. it
1: in your everyday life? So, yeah right we'll go backwards so anna you start anna then...
2: please impart your your <laughs> your your oh. white allyship
4: because oh, none man. of us have learned how to be a, an ally before no we've never, right. had to we process. never had to learn
2: how to do that yeah
4: <laughs> not for this no. <laughs>
3: um i if i were speaking to another white person on the journey like i would remind them first of all that it is a practice and not a destination that you arrive at because it um is something that you constantly have to like double back and check in with, with yourself on just because whiteness um is so ingrained in who we are
0: mm.
3: um and the way that we approach it is so ingrained in the way that we think about the world mm. and Um, white fragility is something that you don't just say goodbye to, like, it's something that crops up again and again. And defensiveness, all of these things, um, that we have to be constantly, I think, searching ourselves for if we're going to truly come alongside the Black community. Um, another thing that I would say, um... Like having, having a real friendship with Togor outside of the context of race has been potentially the most impactful thing for me and the most transformative thing for me um, because it couches all of what's happening with, in a relational context. Um, and that's huge. Because that gives me, like, a face to practice empathy with. Um, It gives me, like, a listening ear to practice confession with. Um, Like, no more of this babbling on social media. Like, get a real friend that you can (laughs) practice this with. Um, And, yeah, I I think that brings up another point. Like, the performative allyship thing... um, I was talking with a friend the other day.
0: Who was just- Please speak. Guys. Like- oh, go ahead.
2: <laughs> you didn't see it, oh. Anna, but Ashton was waving like, "Come on, sis!" <laughs> Everyone was just like, "Speak on it louder for the people in the back." Oh
4: jeez, like we got the I mean- ready for <laughs>
3: Who was saying, like, I just feel like I can't say anything right. And I'm just tired of people telling me that I'm doing it wrong. And I'm like, that is a function of your whiteness. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Um, I I think we need to really, really lean into why we are doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Because it's so... Tempting to center yourself in the narrative mm. Mm. because you have so much to process. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to do that with your black friends. You need to get a white friend and you need to talk to them <laughs> about the discomfort that it brings up because your white, your black friends can't carry that for you.
0: Mm. Okay. Tell it. Wow. Ashton, yeah. <laughs> Ashton, um, talk to us. Tell us.
4: I it is not a secret i am i will tell anybody that i'm fairly militant like i said earlier <laughs> it, it, in some of the things that i in some of the things that i believe in some of the ways that i exist um and so i will say that i am not always the most approachable um and i am not always the easiest to talk to and i said earlier that i i could be someone who you could say like maybe if you calm down a little <laughs> bit people would be more willing to listen to you so i'm going <laughs> i'm going to try to do that um i think I I I would I would echo what Anna said, um, um, and I'll and I'll echo what she said about having a black friend. And so, uh, I said earlier I'm from a town with very very few black people, um, and I happened to meet a uh, a guy from there who is my opposite in every way. He's a tall, skinny, redheaded guy, um, and grew up Southern Baptist and he and i became friends and when we became friends um i couldn't call him an ally because i'm pretty sure i'm the first black person he'd ever really had a conversation with um and and through developing a friendship on levels outside of race when we were when the conversations about race finally came up I was able to show a lot more grace and he was able to listen to what I had to say and to my experience a lot more because we already had a level of understanding. He already knew the type of person I was and he had already gotten a chance to meet my family to know the type of people that they are. And so any preconceived notions he might've had, he was able to was able to let go of and he was really able to finally listen. Um, will I say he is the best ally now? No, we still have work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, will I say that he called me angry about what what is going on in the world before I had a chance to really process it to myself? Yes. Um, was that the right thing to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know that that phone call made me feel any better or worse. Yeah. But at at least I know th- that he's there. Um, So I think developing a friendship in which you can really ask those difficult questions and you can have those conversations because there is a level of trust and because your base instinct is to love one another. um, The things that the the places where you you step on one another's toes are a lot more forgivable. Um, So so find if you are black, find you a white friend. If you are white, find you a black friend. Don't go around telling people like, look, here's my black. Um,
3: yes. Or <laughs> here's my
4: black friend. That's a problem. Just as we shouldn't go around saying, oh, look, there's my white. <laughs> there's my white friend over there. That's also a problem. Um, but find someone who you can you can really have that dialogue with, I think is one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think two, to echo what Anna said, is to do some of the work yourself. Mm-hmm. Um are you going to uncover the the history of Elvis Presley stealing rock and roll? Maybe not. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but,
4: <laughs> but can you read the book Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Oof. Together? Yes, you can. Or 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 can you can can you Google Jim Crow. Yes, you can. Like, mm-hmm. these are these are timelines that are easily accessible to, for everyone. Mm-hmm. This is a history that is it's not well told, but it's not hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is information that you can seek out for yourself. And and you should know whether or not you should touch somebody's hair before. Hey, <laughs> or, no, and, and, no. and you should know and you should know whether or not um, to ask. Add in that qualifier of for a black or for a black person or yes. for a black woman or for a black man because you would never do that to anyone else um so these are that's work that can be done individually and 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 if you're ready and when you're ready, then go seek out that person that you feel like you can find and develop a safe relationship with and have these conversations. make the mistakes because both of you are going to mm-hmm. um. But mm-hmm. in that process, you're going to learn more about each other, and you're going to learn more about each other's experiences, and your eyes are going to just be open to so many more um, more poss- possibilities and opportunities.
1: Oh, speak
2: mm-hmm. on it. Speak on it. <clears throat> I love it. Like poetry session. Um, yeah, so I would... I agree in many ways with both Anna and Ashton. And, and Anna, I mean, our friendship, I think, has, has been really key I think in this of me understanding what it also means to be a friend of a white ally because uh, in I, in, in a personal conversation that we we've had like it is I enjoy or it does not take like much work for me to show up for you as you are learning to be an ally because I have tangible experiences of you caring for me while acknowledging that I am a black woman, you know, and so uh-huh. there uh-huh. are things outside of our color that 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 you know bind our friendship and and that really does help in the ways of like sometimes you need a sounding board and you you do need to actually talk to your your friend of color, your black friend, uh-huh. to find out like, is this Am I being implicitly racist? Like, that's those are vulnerable conversations that takes, Mm -hmm. like, trust Mm -hmm. to be built. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I have had to become a safe person for you to be able to do that. And you have had to become a safe person for me to be able to tell you how I feel, but Mm -hmm. also hear your grief and not Mm -hmm. diminish it. Mm -hmm. um, As you Mm -hmm. process the ways in which, like, your privilege has given you... The opportunity to not necessarily look at certain issues, but also just being right. grateful that, like, sure you need to do it, but that doesn't mitigate me being grateful that you're doing the work, and that does, and mm. that definitely encourages me to show up for you. Um, right. And so I, I think agreeing to your point, a lot of it does mean like building friendships with um, mm-hmm. a black person, or you know you can make it a little wider to, to persons of color. But I think in making that friend, like, like I said, um, like I've said before, like even our friendship, Anna, it, it really was you seeking me out, you know, like you're the one that came up to me and said, hey, let's get coffee. Um, you are the one that opened up with your story and the things that you have gone through. Um, like you took, I don't I don't know if like I I do see that as really being revolutionary. It shouldn't be, but it is because you sought me out and you took the first step and you you were vulnerable first and like you didn't necessarily know I was safe. I think you had ideas that I was, but like I was also mm-hmm. able to reciprocate that and we were able to build a friendship and so I would encourage um, white Christians who might have nominal black Christian friends to make that step of being vulnerable, um, as well as, as being humble. Um, because I think that, and, and, and that doesn't always mean that every black person will receive it well, but that's not, that's not on them. Right. (laughs) It's not on them. Um, right. That's a separate issue that they'll answer to the Lord for, but, um, but I think that's really important, and and also what makes our relationship work. I think, because you do the, you do the work, like when you ask me a question, again, like it is not difficult to have a conversation because you have, we have defined our terms. We have we have discussed what things like Black Lives Matter means, or what sincerity means, or what racism means or what a microaggression is because we had a conversation of trying to understand each other's lexicon to then agree Mm. on like what is what do you mean when you say this and so you may have a good intention and it might hurt my feelings but because I understand you like I can I can can extend that grace that that mercy and we can talk about it and when I step on your toes as you're learning like you it gives you space to tell me like hey Toba, I'm working on it but I need you to be a little bit gentler, and in the context mm. of relationship, I think that allows specific, even more so, the people of God to really do that work of quote unquote reconciliation.
1: Because right, and
3: mm-hmm. yeah. I would add, uh, I would add the disclaimer too. Like there are moments when it feels awkward. Yeah,
2: mm. yeah. I would. And
3: I, yeah. and that. Yeah. It's like I don't know if it's just because I'm an Enneagram four, but I'm like mm-hmm. th- that's important to like really not relish is not mm-hmm. the right word, but mm-hmm. just, like
2: just let it
3: embrace mm-hmm. right just to be present. Um, and yeah, completely agreeing with what you're saying. Like, there's been a lot um, of social media posts about how to be a white ally and. um one of the biggest things is like don't randomly text your black friends how they're doing, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, but within the context of relationship, there's an added layer of like, I know when you're tired yeah. and I know mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. frustrated. Mm-hmm. And those are the times when I know that you need space and there are other times when I feel free to text you, um a question because I know that you have space but within yeah I, I know you and I know
2: mm-hmm.
3: I know when you can offer me space to ha- need help as a white person
2: yeah and I think it brings yeah I completely agree and how it talks about and how kind of we've also talked about capacity and because we have developed a friendship like I am I'm aware of your capacity and you're aware of mine and that gives us an opportunity to, like, push where things need to be pushed and, and be gentle where things need to be gentle. And so, I again, I can't speak enough about the value of, like, building friendships with white people who might not know everything but want to learn. And And, and I think it's important for black people or people of color to also take a look introspectively of, like, what space and what capacity do you have to be helpful to white people that want to know more and be allies? And that's not to say it's your responsibility, but as to say that like, we cannot dismantle structural and systemic racism without each other.
4: Because we didn't build them. Because
2: we didn't build them. Mm -hmm. And so it requires like, and Edith and I were talking about it too, like for the Christian, like the Bible doesn't say we can't be angry. It says like in your anger do not sin. And so I think there's something that the gospel has to say to the to the white Christian as well as the black. And it may and it will make both of us uncomfortable in different ways, but I can't stress enough how important it is, I think specifically for the people of God who proclaim like that Jesus Christ is Lord like white Christians, you guys need to be leading this.
1: Yeah.
2: If Like, Mm -hmm. your your Jesus wasn't white.
1: (laughs) No, he wasn't. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Um,
2: and so that that means something. And then also for the black Christian, like, check your capacity, but, you know, know that you also are required to to show up um, for Mm. those white allies
1: as well. Yeah. And you can't, we can't let our anger and exhaustion... Disengage us from the conversation or the work that needs to be mm-hmm. done it's very easy to just let the tiredness take over because then you can step back from the pain and step back mm-hmm. from it and find a place of comfortability
3: mm-hmm.
1: so and it goes Damn. back to that because even with us it's it's an uncomfortable conversation to have but At times, we're more willing to have that conversation because to us, that's the least of our concerns on the table. Yeah. Because being uncomfortable is a lot better than being dead.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, So uh. I'd take being uncomfortable any day. (laughs) And I feel like Uh -uh. in order for for me to live, I need to have these uncomfortable conversations with people. Yeah. And going back to everything you and Ashton said, and Anna, you said, um, Togo, you said, it's understanding, it has to, you're right, it has to start from the, from our community as a Christian community, because we're called to be children of God first, before Mm -hmm. our race plays a part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not a black Christian, I'm a Christian who's black. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Just like mm-hmm. how Anna, you're not a white Christian; you're a Christian who is white. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we connect on that core foundation first, it will be the t- the conversation will will be easier, will be smoother. Because yes, we'll be uncomfortable with the conversations we need to have, but when you build that relationship, grace allows for so much. And
3: mm-hmm.
1: not, let's not pretend like this is all going to be roses and it's gonna be Mm -hmm. a smooth path because it's not because like you were saying intentions matter but intent doesn't erase impact
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and we're gonna do it wrong like it's Mm -hmm. at some point you're gonna do it wrong but being okay and having grace for each other when we do it wrong and understanding where people are coming from but we each community Mm -hmm. has to do the work first so for the Mm -hmm. white community is educating yourself it's too... The black community is too tired. We have too much on our plate. There are so
2: many questions that you, you want to ask a black person that are googleable. Yes. Like a
1: quick YouTube search. Google. Read a, read a right. book, book. Audible is great. Any of those. But there are certain things I shouldn't have to answer. And I'm... From my perspective, I'm tired of being the token black girl that you can come to no. me and ask mm-hmm. these conversations because, you know... My culture doesn't allow me to be overtly angry or unsafe. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's.
2: It's not even talking about the implied racism of the maternal black
1: figure. And like. That's. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Come on, (laughs) Mammy. But. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the white community needs to educate themselves before. I think you need to educate yourself Mm -hmm. on the systematic issues. And from there, you'll be able to understand to then understand. To then have Mm -hmm. a conversation Mm -hmm. about personal discrimination that happens within the black community. Woo! Mm -hmm. Because... If you try to skip a step, a step, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it. You're you, gonna miss it. You're gonna yeah. miss it.
2: And then the follow up to that is even being in relationships with persons of color, white, like you have privilege, and you have to leverage that privilege, privilege. Mm-hmm. to power to dismantle these systems that your black brothers and sisters are spending ninety percent of their energy just navigating so they don't get shot and they can put food mm-hmm. on their exactly.
3: table.
1: So. I'm sorry. I I don't I I don't I don't have to be. And it goes back to what you were saying, Anna. It's like, you you don't understand. I've had at least four of my white friends text me, "Are you okay?" And at one point, I was just like, "No, I'm not okay. It's hard." <laughs> it's like, I, one of the questions I said get, was, "I'm, I'm tired," <laughs> was and tired. I'm exhausted. And living is exhausting. And of course, they yeah, are white privilege in like. Interpreted that as me trying to be suicidal. I'm like, no, I'm not suicidal. I'm just tired because I'm dealing (laughs) with these issues and I have to wake up every day and have conversations with people I don't want to have conversations with. And there's this anger within me that I'm working with Christ on how to diffuse. But at the same time, I have to be polite to you and deal with my issues at the same time. So it's not. Mm -hmm. we we forget that within all this entire climate, black people still have to wake up every day and go to work and engage with being a minority in an environment that they're not mm-hmm. comfortable in.
3: Yeah, and they have to live mm. in that
1: uncomfortability and be nice and be polite about it and, and be, be sweet and be professional and avoid the different obstacles that come with it. And I'm and that's not saying that it's it's your like the white people's job to. Make it all go away, but there are ways that you can make our journey easier. Mm-hmm. Simple things mm-hmm. don't text me, How are you doing? when you see the climate, <laughs> how do you think I'm doing,
3: mm-hmm. and why do you care right now? as opposed to thank five you five years ago. So, this, that,
1: why and didn't, didn't you text me three months?
3: I've been black this whole time, <laughs> <laughs> woo, <laughs> 2070, <That's-> you guys.
1: <laughs> I have not but and it, it, really, it really irks me because it's the people who have been part of my life, they've been a major part of my life of I've been romantically involved with them. Ooh. So it means that yes. that's another situation because it was easy for them to accept the aspects of me that were... That were comfortable. Like, you could swallow those because I'm middle class, I'm articulate,
0: smart, light skin.
1: light skin, conventionally, attractive. okay, okay, attractive. You're attractive. So, you... <laughs> Let's not. It you was are. Easy, it was easy... Thank to, you, Anna. <laughs> can I be done? You cute. <laughs> it was easy to swallow all of that, but you... You separated my blackness from the experience that we had together. Mm. <gasps> Yikes!
4: Wow, and that's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole.
1: And when you see take color. <laughs> when you take that when you take that away from the experience, then you don't see all of me, which means you don't care about all of me. Oh no! Yes. no. Come on, please
4: see my blackness. Please see it I because want you to see it because
1: when we're done with this conversation, and it's something I had to have a conversation with, even like because Charleston is a very different species of a place. Honestly, because I've had so many experiences where I go into places with my black friends and we can't be seated. But um, I go to the same place ooh, at the same time with white people and I'm the only black person there. And you, have you a, get and that completely so easy. different experience. It's so easy. I, and it's. You it, get that seat quickly. It, it, angers quickly. Be, I, it angers me. and yeah. It angers me. And then what angers me more is I can't express that anger. Yes. Because so, then you're like making you it about
2: race and we're just trying to, to have, have fun. a good time. And I'm like,
1: there's space for both. Because <laughs> I've been doing it this whole time. Because you what
4: you're not going to do is gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do.
1: And it goes back to the whole conversation of... Mm-hmm white fragility, that has to be dismantled completely because in order for us to move forward, white people have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because we as a black community, we live with being
4: uncomfortable. I don't
2: know how much time
1: all my t- all my life getting acquainted with that.
4: All my life Lord, I, I, had I had to fight. fight. <laughs> we don't own the rights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whipping you to the great job. <laughs> but it's a conversation that needs to be had. And it's not just a conversation that needs to be had with your black right. friend. But it's a conversation that needs to be especially had Listen, with your white community. you know you have some grandfather that used to be... <laughs> adjacently
2: affiliated
3: with
1: the kkk and you know, <laughs> you know it and you experience it so it's yeah. and trust me when you become that kind of ally you will always have a support system from the black community you will yeah so being afraid That's that i'm losing a lot of white friends <laughs> <laughs> boo and i i got you boo we, right, got, we you. got you we got you <laughs> because your little daughter gonna have a lot of black friends growing up. <laughs> she gonna have the full experience. Um, so but it, it goes back to 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 the the conversation of it's so that's okay. Being uncomfortable is okay. Mm-hmm. Having that uncomfortable conversations is okay because just like when you have our back, we will have yours.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would say too. If you go to a protest as a white person, it is imperative that you observe what is happening in your body, because that is a teeny taste mm. of what it is like to be in a black body in America,
0: mm-hmm. oh, which mm. is what George found himself in.
3: You know, mm-hmm.
0: Speak right? On mm-hmm. it. And
1: Thank we're you. we're really we're really running out of time here. So, just a quick one last thing I want to say is we're saying get a black friend or engage yourself find a a black friend but at the same time don't just go pick out any black person Mm -hmm. understand that you have to literally disengage yourself from your white community and then place yourself in a black community to then organically (laughs) have friends it's not gonna. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be welcome if you are specifically looking for a black person to understand the black experience. Ooh. We've done that. We've been doing that for like. We're not. We're not. We're not here for that anymore because what it does is we've seen this picture over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again where you invite the black friend to your white community to understand the black experience, but you don't. You're get not gonna thing. get it. You're not gonna get it because within that space, <clears throat> they're not comfortable. So instead of inviting your black friends into your community to try to understand the black experience, go into the black community to understand the black experience.
2: And they might not like, like you, but guess what? That's okay. That's okay.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> because you still get to You know have her. to earn the trust.
1: You yeah. have to earn Because the trust.
4: guess what? You're going to be safer in our community than we will ever, ever be in yours. In yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe that like don't, you can even it's false news. We watch your kids. Yeah. Too. <laughs> so
4: you can walk down the most hood street in America. And I'm not going to
1: touch you. <laughs> and know. Talk, we're talking about well, that as well. We can't
0: guarantee that.
1: But I <laughs> know we're talking about that as well. Even within the church, it's the same picture where it's you always see a black pastor being invited to a white church to preach.
2: Yes. But how of often podcast. do we
1: see it the other way around?
2: That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. And I feel
1: like that's an important distinction, distinction and it's right. an important thing that needs to happen because mm-hmm.
0: it's... Anyways. <sighs> even Edith okay. tired. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, a lot has been said, but we hope that this gives, you know, white people and black people, like, a perspective on racism. You know, this is something that you can listen and share with your friends um and and you know it's real George Floyd's death set off a, ch- I mean it was set off a chain reaction that that needed to be set off. Brianna like, Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Aubrey, Arbery, I'm tired of I cried too I've cried all too many their times. names and so um we wanted to um to add to those voices and to be a, a a resource to people and we'll also post books that you can use to educate yourself podcasts but, that are great to listen and to, and podcasts mm-hmm. that are great to listen to first of all listen to ours and then listen to everyone else's so we want to thank ashton so much for being here and thank you, thank you, you so much Anna, Tohore, thank you, thank well, you so much for having me <laughs> for coming on and sharing your thoughts we really appreciate it y'all have a great night and I thank you I thank you
1: I love you girl (laughs) (laughs) I love you too